The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. It's Tuesday again. Wasn't Tuesday yesterday? It feels like the weeks are just flying by. Days are flying by. Well, Trouble Tuesdays means I reserve this entire evening to answer all of your questions, your sex, love, relationship questions. It's also your opportunity to vent, to tell me something good, uh, or to talk about some frustration that you're having. Uh, would love to to hear it. I got a beautiful email from Mackie who has written in several times about helping the elderly and and uh, talking to me about how wonderful it feels and how much she's learning from this elderly woman and how much love there is and just want like the message was like there's the elderly are so rich in in history and what they have to bring to us and she just sent me that to say how much she's learned about appreciating that so thank you for that that was lovely uh, 514-800 if you want to text in uh, a question or a comment and you want to help somebody else out after when I read out the question if there's something that you want to add maybe you've been through it maybe you have your own suggestions I welcome all of that and our listeners and and our emailers and texters welcome that input as well you can also call me 514-790-0800 or feel free to email me through uh, throughout the week to lori at drlori.com or just go through the website which is simply drlori.com d-r-l-a-u-r-i-e dot com okay here we go my wife and I have been married for a year Uh, We stopped using birth control immediately after getting married. We have plenty of friends with kids who got pregnant right after getting married. I thought we'd be the same, but nothing has happened yet. Not one positive pregnancy test. I guess it never really registered with me that fertility issues were a thing for anyone in their 20s and 30s. I'm 30, she's 28. I just assumed we'd immediately get pregnant and each month's month that goes by with no change just weighs on us it's not that we've given up hope it's just become this dark cloud over every aspect of our entire life i guess at some point we'll have to do something about it but i have no idea where to start and not even know and not even how to approach my wife about it we don't really talk about it because we both get so sad and frustrated how do i get us out of this endless cycle on on onto the next step So when we're talking about infertility, basically the term infertility is, is what it means is the failure to get pregnant after one year of trying with regular unprotected intercourse. About 10% of couples experience fertility issues. Uh, and it's not always on the female side of things in about half the cases it's due to a man's fertility, like low sperm count. Uh, for example. So a couple of things to try before, which I'm I'm sure you have, but the more anxious you become about getting pregnant though, also doesn't help. Like it has been shown um, uh, that that could affect uh, even fertility, your state of mind and, and all of that. So, but a couple of things, have more intercourse around ovulation time. You can also uh, purchase ovulation kits that if you're not, not sure of the timing exactly, some, pe- some women don't have uh, a set uh, 
schedule for their menstruation and and so their menstrual cycle may be off sometimes so that that could actually help and generally the most fertile time is two days before ovulation and the day after ovulation but now is a a time also that where you can consult a fertility specialist there are fertility clinics in montreal uh, that you uh, you can go to at least just go for a consultation and you might want to just bring this up with your wife and say hey honey I know we both want this so badly what about we just go and talk to a doctor and look at what our options are and maybe find out why this isn't happening and then what will happen is that you will both be tested um, the easiest to do is for your sperm to to get checked first so to see if uh if, if they're working fine and then they'll do some some different tests on your wife they'll check her fallopian tubes and they'll they'll see you know they'll check her uterus they'll, they'll do different things like that uh, so that's a place to start um, and having that conversation is important because you're both going to go right it, it's about both uh, going 514-800 if you uh, have a question for me I chatted with many women online and they mostly asked for money or gift cards. What is the right thing to do with these women? Uh, dump them. Any woman you meet online who asks you for money is out to scam you. They are not interested in you. They're interested in uh, the money you have to offer them. So please be careful. That is like a huge, huge red flag. Anybody who's asking you for money is only fishing to get, uh, to, to catch a fish, uh, uh, really a sucker. Okay. So, uh, please be very vigilant with that. And the minute they start asking you for money, that's when you eliminate them. Um, and sometimes it, it can take a while before they come right out with it. They make you feel like you're falling in love with them or you're thinking you're falling in love with them. Women you've never met in real life, you don't even know if they're women, actually, because they could be posting any picture or whatever. So you have to be um, very careful not to uh, get, get scammed. Uh, wearing tight underwear or tight pants will inhibit healthy sperm production. Let the boys loose and it will help. Helped me. <laughs> so, uh, yes, there is something to be said about wearing boxers and not briefs. And the reason is, is your testes have to be at a certain temperature. And the closer they are to your body, the hotter they are. They need to be cooler. So wearing... Um, wearing uh, uh what, what are they called now now the name is boxers gives them that room to to breathe and be a little bit uh cooler so uh, that's a good point uh warn him that when he goes to give sperm their porn choices sucks and no magazine <laughs> okay so uh bring your own stash of things that turn you on basically is what you're saying when you're going to get tested but these days i think you could even do it at home and as long as the the sperm is kept in a certain um temperature you can uh, you can bring it within a few hours i think uh, is how it's done now so you don't actually have to go into a room at the clinic uh to do it you can you could probably uh do this at home 
Do you have uh, questions for me? 514-800 or comments, of course. Remember, this is radio. It's anonymous. I never share your name. Even if your name appears on an email, um, I will not uh, share your name. So it is anonymous. When you call in, you can be anybody you want to be as well. So I don't care. Use a different name. It doesn't matter. Uh, also, I want you to know that no question in my eyes is uh, a stupid question. If you need to know, then somebody else has that same question. Okay. So don't be shy about asking your sex questions. It's not all, it's not always an easy topic to talk about, but far easier when it is anonymous, right? So uh, do send them along. It is appreciated. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It is Trouble Tuesdays, the night uh, I answer your questions, but also the night that you get to respond. And we have a little bit more time together back and forth to talk about different issues that do come up in in our texts and, and our emails. So do share, 514-800. Hi, Dr. Lori. That's so great that Mackie is enjoying helping and learning life stories from that elderly lady. Just the kind of thing we all need right now. Very true. Uh, that couple sure sounds sad, but they need to talk about the possible infertility problems and not compete with their friends in any way and just be patient. Uh, and then guys get scammed on dating apps too. Potential scammers show up all the time. Yeah, I would probably think guys get more scammed than women, but um, nonetheless, both both sides get, get scammed. I never give cell numbers to anyone on a dating site, but offer to call them. If their number is not local, alarm bells should sound. Um Hi, Dr. Lori. Me and my friend almost disagree on everything. We need your opinion. I'm going to ask for our listeners' opinion too, by the way, on this one. So listen in and give your opinion at 514-800. We're both female. She has a male friend who goes on a lot of dates and says he'll call them at the end of the date and he's not interested in them and doesn't call them. By ghosting them, he figures they'll get the message. My friend said that he should say it was nice meeting them, but they're not a match. Personally, if someone said that to me at the end of my date with them, I'd be so insulted. I think that getting to know someone takes time. Sometimes it takes a few days afterwards to see how you feel about them. What's you or your viewers take? So what do you think about that? So ghosting is the easy way out, right? It's the, you don't want to insult somebody or upset them or say anything. So you just kind of disappear, right? And then you hope that the person gets the message, exactly what that person is doing. I think it takes more guts to be able to tell somebody, look, it's just, not clicking and it could be for various reasons it could be that he did not find the person attractive or was not attracted to them right away i i agree with you it takes more than one date to really get to know somebody but in this day and age people don't seem to want to invest that kind of time to get to know somebody on the off chance that uh that it will click so they if it doesn't click in that first date there's another one waiting in the wings. So people are not investing in that. So I hear what you're saying and I, I agree with you uh, that it, t- it takes time. 
but I also see the other side of it. And I understand in, in, in the dating world that is today that it's understood. It's like if, if you go on a date and somebody just doesn't connect with you, get back to you, uh, you, the message is I'm not interested. If they're interested, they will connect with you. So it's almost like people expect the ghosting these days as well. And, and, and maybe don't even feel as badly about it. I mean, I think everybody I've ever spoken to has told me that they, they have done it at, uh, at some point. So, um, I'm not sure what anybody else, uh, thinks about that, but do share at 514-800. On the infertility issue, go to infertility specialist. After two children, I couldn't get pregnant for seven years, went for a consult, and after one visit with an infertility doctor, he found a blocked fallopian tube, and I was pregnant right after he unblocked it with a dye. So for a lot of women, that's exactly what happens. The first test they do is really they insert this dye in the fallopian tubes and kind of flushes them out. And many women have gotten pregnant right after that. For uh, So it, it's interesting. Um, this is me, again, about the women online asking for money. Is it better to ghost them or tell them off? I would just ignore them. Um, you know, go scam someone else. Like, you're not getting me. <laughs> it's like you could say... No, sorry, not falling for that. Or just ghost them. You don't owe them a thing. You, especially in a situation where someone is trying to take advantage of you, um, I would just block them from all of your social media. Like, just block them. Get away from them. Um, he has no honor. So this is about the guy who ghosts. He has no honor. Classless man. He is doing his date a favor. No women would want to be with a man like that. No need to lie. Well, he's not lying. He's omitting, right? It's like not, it's just not coming forward and saying, I'm sorry, it's not clicking for me. Um, and it sometimes we, we don't even, we don't learn the social grace at that age when, especially young, like knowing how to blow someone off in a kind way is, is difficult and knowing how to respond to the reaction you're going to get. So people avoid it. They avoid it. I understand uh, why they do it. It doesn't mean it's, it's right, but it is the way that uh, people seem to, to, to do things, you know, Dr. Lori, happy 69 day. It's the ninth day of the sixth month. Oh, it's a thing. Okay. Happy 69 day. Uh, hi, Lori. Can you tell the men on the dating sites to not ask the question, how long have you been on this dating site and have you had any luck? It's such a turnoff question to me. They need a better starting line. Okay. So tell me as a woman on these dating sites, you want me to tell the guys not to ask that question. So guys, listen up. If you're on a dating site, don't ask how long have you been on this dating site and have you had any luck? It's an opener. Just like the opener, uh, is what's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this, you know, meeting at a bar or whatever. Do you come here often? It's the only thing so far that you know you have in common. So I can understand where that question comes from, but what's, what would be a good question that you would recommend as the starting question that would not turn you off, that would make you think, hmm, interesting, I want to pursue this. So instead of telling people what not to do, why don't we try to tell people what to do? 
that actually works, which I think might be more helpful. What do you think? 514-800. Does anybody have any good uh, questions that they maybe that have been very successful for you? I want to dig up. I have these, uh, these COVID pickup lines that I found, which I thought was really funny. I'm not sure I would start with that, but it could be funny. <laughs> Nonetheless, if you, if you want to be cheesy and funny at the same time, you could use the cheesiest of pickup lines too. Um, okay. For the scammer, uh, JD says, I would write them and say, warning, I have posted your name for everyone to know that you are a scammer. Well, that would, uh, scare them, I guess. That's interesting. There should be, I wonder if they're on, on dating sites, if there's a way to report, um, report people. I don't know. Uh, in dating app life, people have to be ready for rejection, even immediate rejection, which means they also have to be comfortable with their own selves. I played along with the female scammers on dating apps. I said I wanted to get to know them in the dating app chat, not on any email or phone. After about three texts, they all went away. Ghosting is a bit too curt for me. I never did that, even though a few women apparently uh, did it to me. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, of ghosting as much as I get it. I'm not a I'm not a fan, but I think had I maybe in my younger years, it would have been more uh, acceptable, or maybe I didn't have the maybe I have more guts now to tell people what how I feel or how things are and be more open about it. So I, I don't know. I'm wondering if it's an age thing. Uh, have you given up on finding the man of your dreams? Who are you asking that question to? I have the man of my dreams. I'm married to the perfect guy. So for me anyway, um, so I don't know who you're asking that. Um, oh yeah. Oh, you're asking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm a little slow on the uptake. Clearly that's the opening. That's an opening line, right? Have you given up on finding that? But that's a negative too, right? It, that's like, I'd want to start with something far more positive than, Hey, have you given up on finding the man of your dreams? I'm it. Like, what are you going to say to that? Like, I, I, that wouldn't work for me. Here's another line from just Drew. How about, do you care if the toilet seat is left up or which side of the bed do you prefer as a starter question? I would find that a little uh, strange. I don't know. Uh, when I was in university in psych class, my prof said that 100% of people are gay, but only act out when environment is, fits the situation. When I tell people this, people get extremely defensive. Do you think there is a basis for this premise? I absolutely do not think there is a basis for this pre premise. I don't understand what he means by 100% of people. So we're all born uh gay like no the evidence shows that there is a cluster of genes that are related to um orientation so you're born with a certain genetic makeup and then maybe you know some environment plays a role but mostly it, it's it's a genetic thing it is uh it is my belief anyway at least when i look at um the uh the research I've used this on dating sites. I loved reading your profile. I think we have a lot in common. Read my profile, please. Hope you reply. Thank you. I like that. That's, uh, that's straightforward. That's honest. I like what I saw. Hope you like what you see. Let's do it. 
Now, hi, Dr. Lori. I think ghosting someone is very rude and cowardly. I would prefer someone having common courtesy and tell me the truth. I would prefer that too. If they don't feel that, they click with me, then it's okay. I appreciate the honesty and furthermore, after one date, I wouldn't be that emotionally invested in them anyway. Honesty rocks. Um, exactly. I think that is quite true is that you're not invested after, after one date. Are you really going to be that insulted by someone you don't even know? Um, like I would prefer the honesty rather than waiting by the phone. Like if somebody tells you that night, mm, I don't think I'm going to call you. <laughs> you know, it didn't really click for me. Okay. I'm not going to wait and find out. Is this guy going to call me? You, you, it's okay. And rejection is part of, unfortunately, the, um, the dating game. So Absolutely. I think your teacher needs a couch and a long talk. Which teacher? Again, I'm like, what are you referring to? Oh, man. Okay, coming up. Uh, boyfriend that never reaches orgasm. This poor woman feels it is all her fault. Is it her fault? Who's responsible for our partner's orgasm, something we'll talk about. 514-800 to text in your thoughts, your questions. You can also uh, call me 514-790-0800 and anytime feel free to email me to laurie at drlaurie.com. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak. You're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Trouble Tuesdays, I answer your questions, 514-800. And of course, read your comments. Uh, got lots of comments about dating apps and ghosting and pickup lines and such. But let me answer this question first. My boyfriend never gets an orgasm. I feel it's my fault. What do you think? Who is responsible if he does an orgasm? Who's responsible if she does an orgasm? We're each responsible for our own, by the way. It is not your fault. Lots of stuff could be going on. I have met many a gentleman who uh, cannot, for reasons of either performance anxiety or uh, maybe they've masturbated too much or they, they, they just couldn't orgasm or don't orgasm with, um, with a partner. So there are far more reasons that have very little to do with you, if anything, but it is something you should be talking about. It's something that, um, either, you know, like I've known men, for example, who will have uh, intercourse, but then they need to finish themselves off, for example. Okay. And Part of that is because they're so used to the, that one form of stimulation, their own hand, that's the only way that they, uh, can, can reach their uh, climax. So part of that is then kind of relearning, which means that you, you kind of have to stop with the self-pleasuring and slowly get used to another form of, uh, of stimulation. So it might take some time, but it will happen. And, uh, but that's a commitment, right? On the part of the partner saying, okay, I won't masturbate and I, I will just focus on, on, on sex with you. And, uh, and when it happens, it'll happen without putting the pressure on 
uh, for it to happen. But I can assure you, it is not about you. And oftentimes women are like, is it me? Am I not attractive enough? Am I not arousing him enough? No, the answer is no. I have I don't even think I've ever seen one case where that was true. In fact, it's, it's quite, uh, quite the opposite. It's not about you. Uh, let's see. How old is this boyfriend? No ED problems. Is he addicted to some kind of porn fantasy? Does he actually like and talk with the girlfriend? No blame on her. Okay. You hear that? No blame on you. I don't think the problem is ED, erectile dysfunction. It's a question of anorgasmia or, or, or just not, not being able to orgasm through intercourse. So your assumption is he addicted to some kind of kind of porn fantasy could very well be, could very well be. It doesn't sound like they have the best communication, right? So, but sometimes, you know, guys will say, no, it's not you. It's not you. It's not you. But women will have a hard time believing it. Uh, she needs to find out if he's able to <laughs> blow his load. I do not like that expression, but okay. In order, if he's able to ejaculate on his own, if so, then incorporate that into whatever they're doing. That's fine, but it doesn't solve the issue because if, uh, let's say down the road, they want to have kids. Well, he's going to have to ejaculate inside of her. Okay. So, uh, yes, he could pull out and, 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 and masturbate himself during the sex act, but is that enough? right? For sometimes that works and that's fine. If both people are okay with that, that's fine, but it's making her feel quite insecure. Uh, again, if he cannot come, maybe just too much masturbating. It's not you, it's him. Yes. Uh, I'm on, uh, I'm on board with that. Um, another one. I was thinking if you've been chatting with someone for a while on a site, likely even talked on the phone a few times, if you connected well enough that way, maybe just one date is a cop out. You really get to know someone on a second date, both more comfortable, just a personal opinion. And I, I appreciate that opinion. I think, I do think you're right. If you connected, online then in real life sometimes yeah, there is a bit of an adjustment and yes give it a uh, more than the one date uh, my best pickup line according to uh, JD my best pickup line online was I'm five foot eleven blonde hair blue eyes 155 pounds and I'm a nice guy always worked for me okay uh, I was madly in love with a guy, but he wasn't giving me the attention I needed. I had to break it off. Out of the blue, he texted me and said he went away on a trip with his new girlfriend. Why would he go out of his way to tell me this to hurt me? So a couple things might be going on. Maybe he was hurting you because you hurt him. So he's getting back at you, right? If uh, maybe he was upset that he was dumped. That's a possibility. Another possibility is he's keeping the door open. He knows you were madly in love with him. So he's thinking, hmm, maybe I can keep that door a little bit open. So if it doesn't work with this new girlfriend, maybe I can go back to the other one. That's a possibility. I wouldn't make too much of it. Um, somebody that you were not interested in in the end and was not good for you, block him. You're not interested. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be your friend. What do you want from me? Like, get away. Something like that. Uh, my dating, my opening line on dating apps would be simply, hi, would you like to chat? I think we have blank in common. 
yes, that's also um, a possibility. What do you think about men who announce out of context how they have a wife or a girlfriend? What? Just asking for assistance in a store, I often find within a couple of minutes, men say out of nowhere, my wife or girlfriend likes this, does this, thinks this. I get the urge to tell them, hey, don't flatter yourself. I'm not coming on to you, so it's not necessary to slip in your relationship status. Do they all think women are desperately hunting for males or what? Do they just want to make sure I don't try to begin flirting with them because they think they're so irresistible? I don't get it. What do you think is going on with this issue? Other female friends have experienced this as well, and it needs to stop. When in a professional or business transaction, men should stick to the matter being discussed and stop immediately announcing they are attached. Nobody is interested. (laughs) I can't, I'm going to have to look out for that. I don't think I have ever made that observation myself. Do other people have that observation? I wonder. Uh, what techniques are used to are used to get used to a different form of st- stimulation in reference to the boyfriend who can't ejaculate with his girlfriend? So what I'm suggesting here is that all self-stimulation stops because if the person is able to ejaculate on their own, then we know it's not a physical issue, right? We know it's not related to a medication, let's say, that they're taking or something else. So it's a question of this is how I... This is how I know how to come. This is how I come. That's the end of it. Like there's a lot of women, for example, who also have, it's one thing that works and and one thing only. Um, But for a guy, they can get used to different sensations. Okay. So when you're, think about it, when you're using your hand a lot, you use it always in the same way, generally speaking, same grip, same speed and you, you're getting used to this. This is, this is how you know how to get there and and how to get there quicker, right? When, uh, and a vagina does not feel the same way. So you could try, uh, make like getting something that simulates a vagina to practice with. So for example, uh, there's sex toys that are, uh, like the flashlight or something that simulates the inside of a vagina. They feel pretty damn, real inside in terms of the the sensation used with lube of course uh so that's something that you you can practice but i would also suggest like just stop masturbating for a bit stop completely and just have sex with your partner and see what happens at some point you will um ejaculate why do husbands continue an affair even though they were caught repeatedly, but swear that they love you and the family. Should I stay and work it out? <laughs> you, your husband is caught and he continues to have an affair. What are you prepared to live with? Um, yes, they can love you. And 80% of men who have affairs say they still love their wives, etc., etc. but they want their cake and they want to eat it too. That's really what it is. So what does he want you to do with this information exactly? He Is he saying like, I'm sorry, I, yeah, you caught me. Yeah, I'm cheating. I'm not giving her up, but I love you and I don't want to break up our family. So what is he asking you? 
stay married, but let me have my mistress? What What's going on here? This Before you make any major decision anyway, maybe you should go for counseling together and figure out what the hell he wants and, and what is it that you want um, as well. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Getting uh, lots of texts in response to the woman who said men tend to bring in their girlfriend or their wives into innocuous conversations or conversations that are out of context. Uh, why would men announcing that they are attached bother you? I'm a woman and it comes, it, it does not bother me one bit. Maybe it annoys you to hear that they are attached and you're not. Don't take it out on them. Uh, another texture says, women have told me about their boyfriends or exes on occasion. It's of course possible there was some underlying social messaging in some of these instances, but I always let it slide. I thought it more polite and I wasn't checking those ladies out anyway. Uh, that woman with the observation about a salesman in a store referring to their significant others really thinks way too much of herself. I've had males say the same to me, yet I always take it as them just putting in a female perspective. Like my girlfriend likes those or buys those too. She really needs to come down to earth. Wow. Another one says, if they, they are fishing to see if you are single, want your status. If you can squeeze in, you are single, bet you his angle changes. Uh, women always do, do that though. Hi, I have a boyfriend. Good for you. But I just wanted to know where main street is. <laughs> uh, no, it's because men, when men are grocery shopping, they're surprised when a woman asks their opinion. Uh, and, uh, about the girl's, uh, ex who texted her. Actually, it sounds more like the girl's ex was testing her jealousy rather, otherwise there wouldn't have been any relevant point mentioning his new girlfriend next, uh, same next to them unless they're being disturbed by them and hence awakened from their sleep. So there's ultimately no constructive point in sharing sleeping together. Not sure I get that exactly, but um, let's see. Uh, a cheating man, hmm, if you stay, better get a prescription for penicillin. You both may need it. I don't get why men cheat. What does her body have that yours does not? Three breasts? It's not always about the body, I have to tell you. Um, intercourse with that guy's girlfriend has got to be better than masturbating, unless he really doesn't like her, in which case they shouldn't be together. Well, it's not about that intercourse is better. Listen, some men have a harder time with intercourse and, and prefer other forms of stimulation. It happens. It's not... Um, it doesn't mean he doesn't like her. It's, it's not about that. Uh, realistically, there is the alternative and equal possibility to consider that it may actually be something about you as well. However, whatever that f girlfriend on conjunction to the fact that he went on vacation, I don't know if that ends somewhere. Uh, I, when younger, I suffered from erectile dysfunction. I visited a pro who told me lay back and relax. And I was totally passive. She completely the exercise and was totally amazed that through her muscle control, she handled the situation just to say that in not all situations are we responsible 
for their orgasms. We're not responsible for people's orgasms. When it comes to, especially, I want to address this to men who often feel like, um, you know, they will often ask the question, did I make you come, right? Uh, or did you, like, it's an important thing. Did, did you have the orgasm? Like it's my, it's my fault, but there's so many, there's so many things that can block the, a woman's ability to have an orgasm, considering the fact that 75, 75 to 80% of women will not orgasm through intercourse. They may make the noises and they, they're not saying they don't enjoy intercourse, but they won't reach the level of climax just through intercourse alone. So yes, many women do fake it and have faked it at some point in their life because they don't want to upset the guy. They don't want to uh, bruise their ego. And these are the reasons why women give why they fake it, in fact. So um, more important to find out from your partner, because we are all different, what is it that does it for you? Do you like this kind of clitoral stimulation? Do you like this kind? Do you like, uh, like, what is it that works for you? Everybody has their own roadmap. We are all different. Uh, it's harder for men to fake it. It is, but men have faked it. And you, you ask that question, you will get plenty who will tell you absolutely. It's easier when there's a condom because you slip out and you go to the bathroom, you know, and you take off the condom with nothing in it. So that um, may be easier to do. Uh, okay, let's see, another question here. Uh, my girlfriend is 16 and I am 18. Can we legally have anal sex? My friend says she has to be 18. So I'm not 100% sure about the anal sex part. Google guy, you're listening. Can you Google that for me? I know that the age of consent, of sexual consent is 16 years old. So legally you can have sex with her, even though you are of the age of majority. But... uh, I'm wondering, I think anal sex might only be legal as of the age of 18 is my understanding, but I don't know what the ramifications are in terms of, um, I don't know what the legal ramifications are, you know, because when it, like for the age of consent is 16, but that doesn't mean that a younger person can't have sex, but they can't have sex with someone who's more than two years their senior, for example. Uh, things like that. Like there are stipulations in the law when it comes to uh, consent. Uh, it's harder for men to fake it. Yes, I did it a few times because she wanted a ba- baby number three and I did not. So you faked it. Pretending to ejaculate inside of her when you knew she wanted to have a baby, why didn't you just have a conversation and say, I don't want to have any more kids. I will not be ejaculating inside of you. Like you need to like hash that out rather than pretend. It's very deceptive what you're doing. I, I'm not happy with that. I, I would not do that. Uh, Dr. Lloyd, when you say we are responsible for our own orgasm, what do you mean? What I mean with that is that it's not about someone else's technique, but it's more about how much we are able 
to let go, be in the moment. If you're in your brain a lot, if women are like worried or thinking too much, their body isn't relaxed and then it doesn't matter how great the guy's technique is, it won't it won't result in an orgasm. So there are many, many, many factors that go into influencing whether a woman is going to have an orgasm or not. So when she is by herself, it's a different story. Oftentimes women who cannot have orgasms with their partner report to me that they have orgasms just fine when they're on their own. So you know that something is happening. Either they're not telling their partner how they want to be stimulated, which makes it their responsibility, or they're not in a frame of mind that allows their body to fully enjoy it and get that experience, which is also their responsibility. You understand? So that's what I mean when I say, uh, when I say that. Uh, Google guy looked it up. 18 in Canada for unmarried couples. So anal sex legal age is 18. So that is, the, in fact, uh, right. Um, in five states in the U.S., you can go to jail at any age for anal sex. Oddly enough, you get sodomized in jail. Uh-huh. Um, if I don't orgasm, I should do it myself or tell my partner I need more. How, how to, so if you don't orgasm, yes, you should do it yourself. You can't, how do you want to tell your partner what you need if you don't know what you need? So unless you know what you need, um, if you don't know what you need, then you need to figure it out. You get a sex toy, find different things that you can without the pressure of, uh, having to please a partner with that practicing masturbation is great. There's a couple of books that I would recommend. Becoming Orgasmic is one. Betty Dodson's work, uh, her book called Sex for One is also great. These will teach women how to get to that point of, uh, of orgasm. So that's, uh, important. Uh, to your texter who thinks men announcing their status bothers me, I'm married and it doesn't feel complimentary as in me thinking highly of myself. It feels insulting as in you're desperate for a man and don't try to flirt with me. Therefore, the previous texter is not only rude, but way off in her assumptions. Okay. Listen, everybody's entitled to their opinions here, right? Um, on the other side of the coin, however, you may be relaxed in the right frame of mind, but if the stimulation isn't being performed well, still your responsibility to tell your partner how to stimulate you if it's not being done the way you want it, right? Uh, you still won't orgasm. Uh, just to clarify, I only faked it because she claimed I wasn't trying, but I never prevented it. Okay, um, not sure. The book titles, uh, there is um, Becoming or- Orgasmic by Lonnie Barback and uh, Sex for One by Betty Dodson, D-O-D-S-O-N. That one I would recommend highly. So those are books that uh, could be very helpful. And Becoming Orgasmic is like a classic written, I don't know, eons ago, but still very relevant Uh, very relevant today. So great book for, for women. That's it for our Trouble Tuesdays. Thank you all. So many texts today. Really, uh, really appreciated all the back and forth. Uh, Thanks to Dave Simon, our technical producer. If you want to connect with me on social media, of course you can at Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O is how you spell my last name. Best on Facebook where I'm more active than anywhere else. 
uh, through my website at drlaurie.com. Although I have to tell you, during the whole pandemic, I've hardly been doing social media. So just letting you know. Uh, coming up uh, here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a wonderful rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion.